0: Came here to say who wanted from the junk. Came here we to get exactly what you want. Came here to say that you don't really want it with us. Yeah. We love, you know. We came here to say that you don't really want it with us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The sports show. Yeah. going on ladies and gentlemen welcome back to another episode of the your sports show episode 131 i am your host big baby aka the soul of RB. and to my right we have the voice of a generation there can only be one pete Rosato.
1: that is right dre hello ladies and gentlemen how would co-sell here on the <laughs> your sports show for the he first does. time <laughs> ever Howard Cosell and Big Baby. It's like the time I did commentary with Muhammad Ali.
0: Jesus Christ, <laughs> Jesus. Oh man, <laughs> this is already starting great. <laughs> now, now,
1: listen. Now you get to say on the resume, "I did a podcast with Howard Cosell."
0: Right, and then people were like, did he really did it really? And then they go to YouTube like. No, the fuck, did
1: that? That <laughs> is Howard Cosell live on ABC with Dre Big Baby Davis.
0: <laughs> oh man, are you uh, any
1: relation to Glenn Big Baby Davis?
0: I, I, I am. I am not, <laughs> sir. I am not. I am not.
1: I want to be related but, to that paycheck he used to get.
0: Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. But. Shout out to the queen, shout out to BK Matt. Um, queen burning that
1: midnight oil, queen working hard right now. Shout outs to the queen working yes. hard, working super hard right now,
0: right? And shout out to BK Matt, him doing the same, working super. Yo, super listen, hard. They, they, BK love,
1: hard. love, love, love goes out to BK and everything that he's dealing with right now. I know he's dealing with a lot yep. on his plate,
0: mm-hmm. yep. But, um, one thing before we start, um. We didn't say it on on the last episode, but we're definitely going to say it this episode. Rest in peace. Um, Jay Briscoe. um, Really big pillar in the wrestling community. Um, And I know a lot of the mainstream fans may not know who Jay Briscoe was. But some of your favorites that's out now, especially a lot of AEW talent, Jay Briscoe helped to develop these guys into some of the, the main eventers that you see now if we're talking about uh, him, him and his brother elevating, help elevating the bucks um, again, Matt Hardy, when he was on his, his post WWE tour for a uh, second time, um, Adam Cole, Red Dragon, a bunch of people there. Um, even I saw a story about um, one of Billy Gunn's sons being, being in the locker room with brisk jay briscoe and and him just being as inviting as as ever and just hearing about seeing a bunch of our people that we know like um the main event who had a series of matches with them which was amazing and hearing um lion midas talk about the impact that he's had on them um ref steve and battle club um his you know his interactions with jay briscoe so um again rest in peace jay briscoe big love to the wrestling community um i'm glad his daughters are doing okay um if you have not watched there's a uh, three hour um ring on on the ring on on a youtube um, tribute show to jay briscoe so i definitely think you should anybody who's anybody should go watch that
1: listen i think a lot of people i mean obviously with aew and what they've been watching um, with, Ring of, with the Ring of Honor product recently, you've seen the Briscoes and FTR just completely tear things up. I remember back in 2011 when I was getting back into independent wrestling um, and I watched the world's greatest tag team, Charlie Haas and Shelton Benjamin, in Ring of Honor, in an absolute barn burner with the Briscoes. And... For me to find, I mean, the world's greatest tag team is what got me to watch it, right? Because I knew them from WWE, right? And then, and then I'm watching these Briscoes, and I'm like, man, these guys are really, really good. And when you see the matches that they had against the man that many people now know as Kevin Owens and Sammy mm-hmm. Zayn, in their former, their their former characters and personas in Ring of Honor, the matches that they had against. Motor City machine guns, like you said, amazing red. As Jay Briscoe was a ring of honor world champion, he wasn't only a tag team champion, he was a world champion. Jay Briscoe was one of those guys that really broke the mold when people talked about tag team wrestlers becoming singles stars, right? Oh, and you know, like like Jay was always so apt to say in a promo, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: it turns, fuck, ain't never wear no mouthpiece. Boys, them boys, them boys were groundbreaking. And I mm-hmm. think what hurt the most um, about everything that has happened, because it is hurt that Jay Briscoe passed away. Right. Uh, Jamin, uh, Jamin Pugh uh, passed away at the age mm-hmm. of, of 30, 38 years old, a week before what would have been his 39th birthday, the day before his brother's birthday. Um, you know, to find out that his two daughters were involved in the in the crash as well, um, and 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 thank God that they are doing so well. You know, their father is looking over them, and I can imagine—I can not even begin to imagine the pain and uh, that his wife and his son are going through, and his family. Right. But what hurt the most, honestly, is that it took Jay Briscoe to tragically pass away. Mm-hmm. And for the wrestling community to rip a television network a new one. For them to let Mark Briscoe perform on television. For them to allow AEW to do a live tribute for him. The fact that WB Discovery did not bend over backwards and just say yes when it happened. When this man had lost his life. Was disgraceful and mm-hmm. despicable. It took this man. It took this man dying for his brother to be able to perform on AEW television. The Briscoes should have been on AEW television from the beginning.
0: As soon as they and, should have been. Part, as soon as Ring of
1: Honor got purchased. Yep, the mm-hmm. Briscoes should have been on AEW television. Listen, I, I I don't know if that would have possibly saved J Jay Briscoe's life. Maybe he wouldn't have been on that road. Maybe he wouldn't have been driving to wherever he was driving from. I don't know. Right. But I do know that the world, so many more people would have been exposed to Jay Briscoe and Mark Briscoe, so many people around the world that watch AEW programming that may not have access to fight TV to watch Ring of Honor when they had their pay-per-views, would have been able to see one of the best – Tag teams in the history of professional wrestling. I am saying in the history of the WWE, WWF, NWA, WCW, all of it. The Briscoes are in the top five. And if you don't agree with me, you're just wrong. You're just wrong. That's it. I'm not even going to sit here and be like, oh, it's subjective. This is art. You're wrong. It took this man having to tragically lose his life and for the wrestling community to rip this network a new one. To allow them to be able to let Mark Briscoe wrestle last night on Dynamite. And I got to be very honest with you. I cannot. You know, Dre, I lost my mother a week before I promoted my first event. Right. I don't know how I did it.
0: Uh I know that
1: I was able to get by with the support of... Of, of the wrestlers that were on that show, and my friends, and and people like you and Tay, and, and 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 everybody else, and Matt, I don't, I don't know how Matt Briscoe, Mark Briscoe. I'm sorry, I don't know how Mark Briscoe was able to wrestle that match last night. I don't yeah. understand. I, I, as a singular person. Cannot understand the amount of fortitude and strength that it took for Mark Briscoe to be able to wrestle that match last night, for Jay Lethal to be able to wrestle that match last night. Um right. it, it, it takes a different heart and um you know I I think you know we don't do this a lot. And uh I I definitely am part of a community that definitely does ding him when he does things wrong, but I wanna I think Tony Khan deserves a lot, a lot of flowers for all the work that he put in and all the mountains that he moved to be able to allow yesterday to happen. Um, and you know, we're, we're, we're willing absolutely. to ding him when he does something wrong, but we have to give that man his flowers for what he was able to do last night.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So again, once again, um, my thoughts and friends goes out to the Pew family. Um, and uh, Mark Pugh, aka Mark Briscoe, um, and the wrestling community as a whole. But let's get into today's topics, ladies and gentlemen. We will not have Pick Five live this week, but it is pretty co- close. And by the next episode, we will know who won Pick Five. It's a two-game sure. two lead. Only two games. Two-game lead. And and this week could decide. This week could could definitely decide this and the next week actually well
1: this week if I go 0-2 this week
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, then it's a tie going into the Super Bowl but if if I win if I win one or both games it's over
0: no it's not remember if you win one and she wins two there's no way there's no
1: way for her to go 2-0 and 0 and me to go 1-1 one and one. Oh Oh, yes, there is. Yes, well, no, (laughs) then it ended a tie. Yeah, then it ended a tie. tie.
0: It depending on what you guys pick in the Super Bowl. So we'll definitely see. This is um, very, very. This gonna be a very crazy um, end of. I'm gonna have to channel
1: Howard Cosell once again for pick five this week.
0: Oh Lord, oh Lord.
1: Howard Cosell was the last man to remember when the Cowboys were good.
0: I think my grandmother was was remembering the last time the cowboys were good, but let's get into today's topics right about now. Um, speaking of the cowboys, because we don't acknowledge them as them boys, and especially not here. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> Um, a lot of people are coming for Dak's head, even the actual Cowboys Twitter account, which basically threw Dak Prescott under the bus. Real quick, I know this wasn't written down, but it, it was funny that we, we we spoke about the Cowboys. Um, if I'm Dak Prescott, how do I feel about this?
1: If you're Dak, you, you, you got your money, right? As a man... And as a teammate, you should be feeling some type of way. Um, but at the end of the day, we've spoken about this a lot of times. It's, it's for a lot of these players, it's about the money. I got to get mods. And uh, I can understand that in football because especially in football, more so than any other sport, you don't know when your career is going to end. And, and Dak Prescott especially, like we – you know, he has suffered, um, you know, what could have been a career-ending injury. Right. Um. So I can understand, you know, get your money, get your money, son. I get it. But at the end of the day, football is also a sport where you have to be very, very, very mindful of how you (laughs) getting your money affects the ability for the team around you to be built. Because football is a hard salary cap. So once we get to that level, we can't go past it. You -hmm. know, um, and, and what's interesting, what I've always thought is interesting about football. Players are always quick to want to restructure their contracts uh-huh. when they've had a really, really, really good season. But they also really, really quick to get hella offended if the team wants to restructure their contract. Right. You know, I think it should go both ways, right? If you and have I'm a really sure, good season... It
0: should go both ways, yeah.
1: If, right. If you have a really good season and you're on a shitty contract,
0: mm-hmm. you should
1: have the right to go to the team and be like, I would like to restructure my deal based <laughs> on performance. But at the same time, if you're going to accept that, you got to accept that the team should be able to come to you if you have a shitty year and say, see all that money we're paying you? We would like to restructure your contract
0: based on your performance. Absolutely. Absolutely. If I'm, listen, if I'm Dak Prescott, I'm looking at them like, but really? Really? But the flip side of that is Dak Prescott wasn't playing the best all year anyway. It's going to be for real, Dak Prescott was throwing all types of interceptions, just putting up 30-something points. Now, when they needed him to be efficient, he wasn't. And the thought process here, Skip Bailey say this, and I hate to quote him, but um. His backup might have won them that game. Yeah. Uh, his backup might have won them that game. No.
1: You know, and when you got the guy who was arguably considered to be the leader of that defense in Michael right. Parsons,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, coming out and speaking out against you, that, that's a problem. And we spoke about this when it came to uh, Aaron Rodgers and his contract. Right. You know, you kind of you set your team up to be handcuffed because you now you know, you're taking up a lot of the cap. You know?
0: Yeah. Well, if I'm Dak Prescott, I'm ready to look at people crazy. Like y'all got, y'all better leave me alone. Or y'all gonna have to stay with that third string quarterback for the rest of y'all time. But, um, moving forward, we have the um the list. Of... Would you
1: rather have Dak or Micah? Micah. Long term. Long term, Micah. So you're um, willing to drop Dak Prescott for Micah Parker? Because right now,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Dak's got a potential out. Yes. Dak's got a potential out in 2024. Mm-hmm. You know, he could he could be out of there. Yeah. You know. Um. So that's that's interesting, right, Michael Parsons? You know, so do do you do you do you stick with Dak or do you go with Michael Parsons?
0: The only reason why I say Michael Parsons is that the quarterback carousel continues to go round and round and round and round, and the Dallas Cowboys, who have been notoriously known in the past uh, past few years to have a a pretty solid offensive line. Um and some pretty decent um uh, wide receivers. And of course the overpaying for one running back and uh and underpaying the real productive one, they have a team around them, a bunch of skills players, especially on the defensive side. You need a quarterback. You need a quarterback that's not gonna turn the ball over, you need a quarterback that's not injury prone, you need a quarterback, need a quarterback that knows how to finish games. I don't think so. That's, do that's you so do it. you
1: ride Dak? Mm -hmm. Next year. Let's say Dak comes back 2024. Right. Okay. Dak comes back 2024 and his deal's up. Mm -hmm. Micah's on an option year, fifth year option at that point. Do you extend Micah and drop Dak and go draft somebody, which considering if you're going to contend for the NFC East, you're probably Mm -hmm. not going to get a top 10 draft pick, a top five draft pick. Cause you're going to be later on in the draft. So do you hope that you can develop a late round quarterback? Right. Or do you try to sign Dak maybe to a lower contract? Does Dak take less money to stay with the Cowboys, but you give the money to Micah?
0: I'd sign Dak. If, if I had to choose first, I'd probably sign Dak for something lower. And with, you know, with, you know stuff in his contract saying he would get more money if he did this and the third, you know, with bonuses. Um, I would resign Micah straight up. Um, Dak hasn't shown me that. He, that Dak is a top ten quarterback, right? I'm not saying he's top five. I think he's a top ten quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, and my, I have him slightly outside of the top five. Because of his recent performances, it, let's be for real. The Commanders, bro. <laughs> the Commanders. I think the Commanders beat almost every team inside their division. Uh, they tied the Giants, but they beat every team in the division who have better quarterbacks than they do. They and I just don't. I just don't see Dak being their long term solution. I don't see Zeke being their long solution anyway, either. And they paid him a whole shit ton of money too. So when we're
1: talking about Dak being a top 10 quarterback, are we talking uh-huh. about based on ability or are we talking based on potential or are we talking based on ability? Because if I'm looking at the NFL, starting quarterbacks in 2022 – in the NFL, if I'm looking at it, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, that's six. Tua, that's seven. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Got to put that.
1: Aaron Rodgers, that's eight.
0: No, no, no,
1: no. You got to put him up there. Aaron Rod, Jalen Hurts. That's nine. Mm-hmm. Right? So now, that's no Brady. Uh huh. Okay. That's no.
0: There's no card. There's no Kyler no Murray. No Russell Wilson. No Russell Wilson.
1: No card. No Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. He is the starting quarterback as much as we No Kyler Murray. Right. Right. So. I don't know. Is Dak, do do you put Dak over Brady? Do you put Dak over Kyler Murray? Do you put Dak over, you know, Russ? Do you take Russell Wilson instead of Dak? That's what I, I wondered. Are you going based off of potential? Because then we could say, okay, maybe Russell drops out of the top 10. Maybe Brady drops out of the top 10 because the potential long-term is, is not going to be as robust
0: as a Dak Prescott because he's younger. To take Aaron Rodgers out, too, then. You got to take Aaron Rodgers out. Is Based on this year alone, Aaron Rodgers got to go.
1: Okay, so you take, you take Rodgers out. You take Watson out based on – See, again, if you're talking about potential, based on if the potential – If we go
0: potential, Aaron w- Watson is, is, you know – Watson is a top 10 quarterback as well. So would Kyler Murray. So would probably a, you know, you know, so when we're
1: going based on potential, we're going based on what it is, right? Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if I can take Dak over Aaron Rodgers right now to win me a game. Neutral team, okay. neutral team, not their teams, right? Just neutral team. Okay. Quarterback to win me a game. I'd probably put my money on Rogers before I put my money on Dak.
0: Does Aaron Rodgers win that game on Sunday?
1: I think Aaron Rodgers gives him a better chance than Dak did. A much better chance than Dak did.
0: Okay, I, I I'll give you that. I'll give you that. You know, if, you, if he... you know, you know, he's going to
1: make plays mm-hmm. that Dak is just not capable. Of making. I don't. Listen, that game was not far off. It was 1912. Right. You know, it was 1912. I mean, Dak threw one touchdown, two interceptions, 206 yards. You know.
0: But this is also the same San Francisco team that Aaron Rodgers played last year and couldn't get nothing off either.
1: But I think. I think Aaron Rodgers scores more than 12 points. Right. I think Aaron Rodgers scores more than 12 points. You give me Aaron Rodgers with C.D. Lamb Mm -hmm. at T.Y. Hilton. Okay. I think he's scoring more than 12 points. Now, don't get me wrong. I think San Francisco has a much better offense. San Francisco has Christian McCaffrey, who is going to be heads and tails better than Ezekiel Elliott, who is heads and tails better than Tony Pollard.
0: Okay.
1: Right. You got Debo Samuel, who I think – is still better than Ezekiel Elliott right now. Absolutely. You know, on the receiving end, you've got Kittle and Brandon Ayuk, you know, Debo coming out the backfield and McCaffrey coming out the backfield. McCaffrey, McCaffrey had 16 total touches rushing and receiving for 57 yards and a touchdown. Ezekiel Elliott had 12, for 33. Like, and then if you add what Debo did, Debo had eight total touches for 56 yards.
0: Right. Right. I can't. Listen,
1: I can't. You give Aaron Rodgers that team, I think he does better than 12 points. I don't know if they beat San Francisco, but I think they do better than 12 points.
0: I don't think they okay, I think they do somewhat or close to a little they'll do a little bit better than twelve points. I think Aaron Rodgers actually gets a touchdown but doesn't throw any interceptions. I say that. I think he doesn't throw any interceptions and I think, you know, Pollard and 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 maybe Zeke would take them to the promised land for the most part in that game. Um but I don't know. Speaking of Aaron Rodgers, there's some news that um, he's coming. He may be coming to the Jets for a couple of round, first round picks, and and um, who else? They said I know it was a couple first round picks. Right now, I'm just hearing first round
1: picks. Uh, I don't think yeah. they've talked to players. Um, I can They're see the Jets trying to. Well, he said on the Pat McAfee show that he doesn't believe if he's coming back, it's not at that number. He, right. he has said openly that he fully understands that if he's going to come back and play next year, they're going to have to restructure that contract. Right. You know, and I think that's any team. Um, but listen, Jets, <laughs> Jets are really stirring the pot because earlier today, the Jets announced that they have decided who their new offensive coordinator is going to be.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's former Broncos head coach. Nathaniel Hackett. Oh, <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. The
0: Aaron, the Aaron Rodgers guy.
1: <laughs> the former offensive coordinator for Aaron Rodgers who Denver hired because they thought they,
0: they thought
1: were going to get Aaron Rodgers.
0: That's hilarious. Um, I can see it happening and there's going to be a whole bunch of Brett Favre jokes going on, but I feel like if I think Aaron Rodgers could give the Jets two two decent years.
1: Listen for all for all the ways that <laughs> Queen shits on Aaron Rodgers, and she's right. Mm-hmm. Yes, for doing absolutely. so, Matt Matt does have a point when it comes to Rodgers. Right the the numbers uh-huh. are still MVP caliber.
0: Okay.
1: The man is still a dangerous quarterback. The man, in my opinion, is still con- can still be considered to be one of the elite quarterbacks in the NFL based on talent, Mm -hmm. right? Um, We've seen what he can do when he has weapons. Yes. Has he been successful in the playoffs? No. Has he won many playoff games? Has he won Super Bowls once a long, long time ago, back before I had gray hairs in my beard?
0: A long, long time Um, ago.
1: (laughs) Right. You know, once upon a time in Neverland,
0: I'll tell you, Aaron uh, Rodgers is, is the Dallas Cowboys of fucking quarterbacks.
1: But at the end of the day, Aaron Rodgers, from a talent perspective, is still one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I mean, I could sit here and say everything I want about Tom Brady, and I'll shit on Tom Brady till the day Tom Brady's, you know, no longer playing football. But I will he, never see And sit even here and say when he
0: stops team. playing football, you will still find a way to shit on him.
1: Oh, yes, I will. I will. But. I'm never going to sit here and deny that Tom Brady's talent is not elite. The ability that Tom Brady has as a quarterback at the quarterback position puts him heads and tails above everybody. And if there's one thing that is always going to be paramount and tantamount in the NFL is Mm -hmm.
0: experience. Absolutely. Experience is what wins you games.
1: And Aaron Rodgers has been there. He's been to the Super Bowl. He's been to the playoffs. He's been to the conference championships. While he has not been successful, he has been there. And he has also played in one of the hardest places to play in Green Bay. Um, if If it doesn't cost us too much, I'm willing to do it. Because here's the thing. Tell me a quarterback you're going to get in the first round that is going to give you what Aaron Rodgers could. Right? We know what Aaron Rodgers is. We know what he is capable of. For all all purposes, he did not necessarily have a bad year. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Right? He just had a bad team around him.
0: That you know. he didn't help develop either. Let's 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 you know. Let's put the other side of it too, because the man was 11 in yards.
1: The man was 11 in yards, through for over close to 3,700 yards, 26 yeah. touchdowns, and 12 interceptions. Okay, you know, so. He he didn't have a terrible year stats-wise. He just also did not have a team. You know, did not have a team. This is a man who, again, won the MVP less than two years ago. Back to back. Right. This is a man who, in 2021, okay, threw for 4,115 yards, 37 touchdowns, and four interceptions. His interceptions tripled this year, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But, you know, his completion percentage went down, but he also did not have the receivers he had last year or the year before that. Do you realize that the last time Aaron Rodgers threw double digit interceptions was 2010? 2010.
0: That's a long time ago. <laughs>
1: yeah. He threw 11 interceptions in 2010, which was technically only his third year starting because he didn't start until 2008.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. And he threw 13 interceptions in his first year. Then he threw seven and then he threw 11. Then, since then, from 2010 to 2021, he threw six, eight, Six five eight seven six two four five four. Then he threw 12 this year. I like, think mm-hmm. <laughs> you're not going to get that kind of production out of a lot of people. And yes, he's older, he's 39 years old, mm-hmm. but you know, if he could give you one more year like that, maybe two more years behind a solid offensive line, and yeah. you've got, you know, you've got Garrett Wilson out there, Jesus, he could be dangerous.
0: He definitely, he, he could be. I want to give I want to give Aaron Rodgers the benefit of the doubt just based on solely skill, based on solely skill. Take the personal stuff out of it based off Solely skill and ability. But uh, it's the same thing we talk about when we talk about Kevin Durant. Um, he's not a leader. And the Jets with their young core, even though they have receivers, they are young receivers and they need someone at that quarterback position to be a leader. Joe Flacco was your best quarterback this year. Um, I... And and that's saying a lot because Joe Flacco has been garbage the past couple years. So, I think if you guys get Aaron Rodgers, good, great. But is he going to be a positive influence on that team? And that's the thing I'm concerned about about the Jets because we saw the Jets really just like the Giants make some you know some culture changes and the team looks a lot different. This looks like the Jets that were, you know, from a while ago. The right. ones that were making the divisional championship games. The ones that got to the conference championship game both times. Um, are the Jets. But I
1: mean, if we're if we're talking the... about those teams, let's mm-hmm. remember what made those teams. It was the defense. Right. It was the defense and the running game. And mm-hmm. when you think about this. Let's say Rodgers were to come to the Jets. Okay. What do you have? You have Brees Hall coming back from injury who looked like a beast this year. Right. And now has experience under his belt. Okay. You've got Garrett Wilson in now his sophomore season who looked like a monster his first year. And you have a young defense that looked really good this year but struggled with what most young teams struggle with. Consistency. Right. Young defense, young, great wide receiver, young, great running back. You got a veteran quarterback who's a really good veteran quarterback. Absolutely. That's a dangerous combination.
0: It's It's definitely and it might be an amazing combination, but excuse me, but it goes back to what I was just saying. Aaron Rodgers is not a leader of people. The, that young Jets team, it needs a quarterback in there who is an extension of the coach. We've seen this young Jets team be able to well, basically run through a wall for their coach. And you want them to feel that way about their quarterback. They're not going to run through a wall for, for, for Zach Wilson. They won't. They, they're going to let him get hurt. They're going to let him get shot. They're going to let him throw in the and, and let him take the blame for it and not, not say anything. They played a lot different when they had Joe Flacco on the field because they respect Joe Flacco. I don't think they respect Zach Wilson as much. Even your third-string quarterback seemed like he got more respect out there than, than Zach Wilson. And I thought Zach Wilson had uh, an upward trajectory this year Going into the season I don't know what happened So I just hope and pray That if Aaron Rodgers does go to the the Jets That he's able to Actually teach these young guys Instead of hinder his process Hinder their process Because he's trying to prove a point or something Because he has young Decent talent on the Packers He just hasn't He's not there to help develop them And, And I get it Brett Favre did the same shit to him. Brett Favre didn't really develop Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers became Aaron Rodgers on his own. But knowing what Aaron Rodgers knows, he can teach a new generation of skill position players, whether that's a Jets or the damn um what's the, name? The, the damn Packers. So we're gonna have to see what he does.
1: Well, you also you also got to think about. You know, we talk about this all the time, right? What was the, what was the, when when the Jets were going, not the Jets, when the Knicks were going after LeBron. Yeah. When the Knicks were going after Kevin Durant. What was always the side story? The side story was they're going after them. Why? Because them being on the team makes other players want to come come and play with them. Mm -hmm. I think part of the allure to getting an Aaron Rodgers
0: mm-hmm.
1: and pairing him with a young defense, a, young, a great young wide receiver, and a great young running back, is who else might want to come in? Could, you know, his former wide receiver in Oakland say, you know what, I want out. Could another receiver want to come over. Could other players want to come over because they see the potential in that team. They see what it could be. And they're like, Oh man, if I go there, I could be the missing piece. Right. And, And, and so that's listen, when Rex Ryan came to the jets, it was the coach that brought the players. How many guys from those Baltimore Ravens teams that Ryan was the defensive coordinator on came over right, to the Jets and made the Jets' defense really, really good because they brought that mentality. They brought that level of play, right? Mm -hmm. You had other players who wanted to come and play for that team. We talk about the, the Seahawks. When that legion of boom started and people saw, hey, there's stuff here. Other players wanted to come. Potential. And results will always attract other players. Because at the end of the day, there's only one team that wins. And you want to be on that team. At the very least, you want to be in that small subsection of teams that makes it to the playoffs with a chance to be that one team. We saw this. We saw this with Odell, right? He could have gone anywhere. Last year. Where'd he go? The Rams. Why? The Rams are doing this. Right? Upper trajectory. Yep. Right. We've seen players leave teams. We've seen this in the NBA when when guys get, get out of their contract and they go sign the veteran minimum for some winning team. Because, hey, I'd rather be here and play a small role and potentially have a chance to win a championship then play 35 minutes and go nowhere.
0: Yeah, I feel like the Jets are a couple of veteran pieces away from kind of competing in that division with Miami. Yeah. But um, Miami is going to be a slaughterhouse. I just hope Tua stays healthy, but that's a conversation for a whole different podcast. Uh, um, we'll come back to football shortly. Let's talk about the NBA and the NBA All-Star game. Coming up on Valentine's Day weekend, um, I believe it's February 12th this, this year, right? Yes. Okay. So, for the first time since 1993, the All-Star Game returns to Salt Lake City, a.k.a. the infamous place where Michael Jordan got poisoned getting pizza during the NBA Finals. Again, yeah, a whole other story. <laughs> Definitely talk about that a different day. So, the Eastern Conference All-Star starters, we have Kyrie Irving making his return to the All-Star game, Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum, Kevin Durant, and Giannis Antetokounmpo. In the West, we have Luka Doncic, Steph Curry, Zion Williamson, the Joker Nikolai Jokic, and the king LeBron James. Now, uh these are the All-Star starters. Uh, we can kind of – I'm kind of shaky about Ja potentially not being a starter. But if you look at who was picked up, it's, it would be hard for him to, to to crack that lineup.
1: Yeah. Joel, not a starter.
0: <laughs> that you know, was surprising. That was surprising too. I was like – I didn't think Donovan Mitchell was going to be an all-star game starter.
1: Oh, come on. You knew he I thought, was going to no, be an all-star game starter. If –
0: Listen, if I would have thought more Joel Embiid being a starter than Donovan Mitchell being a starter.
1: I'm surprised that Irving's a starter, and I know Matt's going to get uh-huh. on me for being a Kyrie hater. Uh-huh.
0: I might get on you, too.
1: <laughs> but I'm, I'm a little bit surprised by it. You know, I, I don't know.
0: Kyrie Irving has been consistent this whole year. You can't You can't take that away from him. I know you don't like the guy, but he is keeping – what's up, Quest? Uh, Shouts to the Atlanta. Shouts to the A. Europe. Um personal feelings aside, again, Kyrie Irving has been playing like an all-star this whole year.
1: You know who the number one point guard in the Eastern Conference is in player efficiency rating?
0: What, Fred Van Vliet or something like that?
1: Tyrese Halliburton.
0: Crazy. Tyrese Halliburton has to make an all-star game this year. He has to be he has to be a reserve.
1: You know, and he I'm has just to like, be. listen, I, I how to me, if we're going off pure statistics, how is Halliburton not in?
0: That is an advanced stat. You know that. going off strictly advanced stats, a lot of players will not be all stars. <laughs> if we're going strictly off advanced stats, yes. They, the all-star game will look stupid. Yeah, people who are bench players who have crazy efficiency ratings because they come off the bench would be starters in the All-Star game.
1: I, I you know, it's 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 really tough. It really is because when you think about it, I think Halliburton has been quietly if I'm if I'm, if I'm gonna be very honest with you, let's go over this right uh-huh. here. Um okay. And I can't, I can't uh, filter this by east and west, but okay. the top point guard in points per game in the east is Trey Young at twenty-seven point one, and then okay. Kyrie Irving at twenty-six point eight. Halliburton's at twenty point two, but it's not his job to score,
0: uh-huh. right?
1: Right. Field goal percentage wise, mm-hmm. uh, Irving is mere. Seven percentage points above Halliburton. 48.7% from the field for Irvin. A pure 48% for Halliburton. Right. Okay. Three-point percentage. Halliburton, 40% from three. Okay. Kyrie Irving all the way down at 37%. 17th in the league. Okay. Halliburton tied for, tied for fifth in the league. Um, rebounds. Okay, Irving, 5.1 to Halliburton's 4. You could say that Durant being out has caused Irving to have to do more from the rebound perspective. Right. Halliburton is averaging 10 assists a game, 10.2 assists a game. Mm -hmm. Okay. In my opinion, 10 assists, okay, 20 points and 4 rebounds. I don't know how Tyrese Halliburton is not voted – An all-star starter right now. He's also number one in steals in the league at 1.8 steals per game for point guards. So if if we're talking just the East, I don't understand how Tyrese Halliburton is not the all-star game starter at point guard. I get it. Kyrie Irving's the bigger name. But if we're talking about statistics, we're talking about who is the best point guard. The all-star performer Halliburton should have been the starting quarter, uh, starting point guard for the East.
0: But you know, it doesn't go by position anymore. It goes based on front court and backcourt. If it went by strictly position, Kyrie Irving still might have made it based on you know other determining factors. But you also got to look at at you know the All-Star game. No, because okay. Jalen
1: Brown, uh-huh. Jalen Brown is second for shooting guards in scoring at 26.9. Also shooting almost 50% from the field, Mm -hmm. seven rebounds and three assists. Oh, Zach Levine, 23.7 points per game, right? So even if we went there, you'd say what? Your starting guards would be what? Mitchell and Jalen Brown? If we're talking positionless basketball now? Okay. So, you know, I think Halliburton edges him out as the best point guard. And then when you go two guards, you probably would rank Donovan Mitchell right now above Kyrie. And then it's kind of like, okay, do I go Kyrie or do I go Jalen Brown?
0: Okay.
1: I, don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think Kyrie Irving and, – and, and I'm not saying Kyrie Irving doesn't deserve to be in the All-Star game. And I know I'm, I'm literally splitting hairs here. But I'm very big on – Who's the best player right now
0: at that okay. position? Well, right, well, again, as we go through this, we know that in, we know how this is voted on. The fans have 50% of the vote. Uh the current NBA players in the media have 25 and 25. Right? A lot of the fans will vote Kyrie in. Right. Kyrie's gonna get in strictly off the fans, and he's gonna get in. Two off his counterparts, his contemporaries. The media is not gonna vote Kyrie and come on. Let's 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 be a hundred percent real. The media is not gonna vote Kyrie Irving, right? It's the fans and his players. I get it. If we're going strictly off stats and only stats, Tyrese Halliburton definitely deserves to be an all star, and he he should he might likely bounce Kyrie Irving. But I feel like because Kyrie Irving has been super consistent this year, I think he's getting that benefit of a doubt more than Tyrese Halliburton, plus the team record goes into play. Not saying Kyrie Irving has everything to do with that team record, but unfortunately, winning matters.
1: I'm, an, I'm a I'm I'm a ride. I'm a ride for Halliburton on this. I feel like Halliburton mm-hmm. got a uh, got screwed. Um in he, my he, opinion, he I did, feel like he got shafted. Yeah, I feel like Halliburton should have been an All Star starter. You put in the work, and uh-huh. and he should have been an All Star starter. The man's averaging a double double. The man is averaging a double double, and is and is the most uh, efficient point guard. And when we talk advanced stats, but you know, I think Kyrie got in on the name recognition. Of course, Kyrie is a more prolific scorer, right? But but still, I mean, you know, I. Trey Young is 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 scoring more than him this year, you know. At that, at that, we if if we're gonna go with the argument you made off of Kyrie, why is Jalen Brunson not up there?
0: You really think people are gonna pick Kyrie or Jalen Brunson over Kyrie Irving?
1: The Knicks are still a higher profile team than the Nets, right? Not this year. The Knicks, reg- the Knicks are like in the if we're right, doing the, Knicks it like, life, the Knicks are like yeah. the Knicks are like the Cowboys in the sense that you don't have to be a basketball fan. You know who the New York Knicks are. You know who the Dallas right. Cowboys are, right? Mm-hmm. So the Knicks will always be a higher profile team in terms of notoriety.
0: Understand? Understand. Than
1: the Nets. The Knicks have a winning record. The Knicks right now okay. are in the playoffs. Are a playoff team right now. The Knicks have been playing better mm-hmm. as of late. Jalen Brunson is the. I get that. I get no that. One but likes at the, the end Knicks, of the day, yes. I get that, but they are a playoff team. They have been okay. a, uh, they have been a on the rise. Jalen Brunson is the big free agent pickup this year, and he's been playing well okay. very well at that. He's averaging twenty two points a game, shooting forty seven percent from the field. You know, so again, I think Kyrie got it for name recognition. Okay. But I, I I do feel like it should have been Halliburton and Donovan Mitchell in that backcourt, uh, based on who is the best two guards right now, regardless of position in the Eastern Conference. It should have been Tyrese Halliburton and Donovan
0: Mitchell. I I get you on that, but if we we're gonna be realistic, if I'm and this goes into our next thing going into the playground format, because the captains this year, the captains will now be picking the teams. Live, in person, in front of everybody. Playground rules, right? So, if I'm LeBron James, and uh, on the other side, I'm Steph Curry or or Luka Doncic, it's more than likely Steph Curry is the all-star captain, I believe, right? Yes. So, if if I am them, right, if I am Steph Curry, and I am LeBron James, and I see Tyrese Halliburton, and I see Kyrie Irving, are we picking Tyrese Halliburton over Kyrie Irving to win an all-star game? No, if you're going playground rules, no, I'm
1: taking Irving over Halliburton. But, again, to me, it's the – what's the word I'm looking for? It's the um, – it's the integrity of the issue, right? Okay. The, all-star, okay. the all-star starters should be the best players at their position at the time of voting. It's the same idea we say about guys like, you know, like Jordan, when Jordan was making some all-star games when he was with the Wizards. It's like, how are you an all-star starter? It's just because your name is Michael Jordan at this point. It's not because you're the best, you know, guard in the league right now. Because there were a lot of guards way better than Jordan. Absolutely, yes. But Jordan was going to be selected because his name was Michael Jordan, right? Um, and, and, And to me... That's not fair because we, we, these men, these men play to put up the statistics to get recognized, right? You want to be the MVP. You want to be an all-star starter. You want to have those things on your resume because in the eyes of the average everyday fan, that's what differentiates you from being a player and being great, right? That's, that's the differentiation there. So for me, Tyrese Halliburton is putting
0: on. And right. it should Tyrese have been recognized. Halliburton is, Tyrese Halliburton is putting on in a place where nobody is watching them. Who else is – who is watching Indiana Pacers games?
1: But that's why it shouldn't be up to the fans. In but my the fans opinion. watch the game. <laughs> so, but if that's the case, don't call it the All-Star game. Call it the, these are the most popular players in the league game, and here's who we're going to throw out there every single year Regardless of what you're doing, regardless of how good you are, regardless of whatever, if you weren't the number one pick or a number one pick or a team that's gonna be in the playoffs, or you've got a high market value name or a shoe deal, okay, you aren't gonna be a starter. And I think that's unfair because there are players that have incredible years Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and should be. Are you gonna like right now? I'm gonna be very Kevin Durant is injured. Okay. So if I'm Pascal Siakam right now, how am I feeling? If I'm Joel Embiid right right now, how am I feeling? Because if I'm Joel Embiid, Mm -hmm. honestly, I should be the starting center and Giannis should be the starting power forward. Okay. All respect to Durant. And Durant's been killing it. Durant Mm -hmm. has been killing it this year. But Durant's out with injury.
0: Right, but you know how they replace the the, the the starters. You know how they replace the starters. So right. it's either going to be Embiid or Siakam as the All Star replacement. So they're going to get theirs. But Kevin Durant has been playing good the whole season. You can't kill him off now because he got injured a week ago.
1: You know, I don't know. It's it's.
0: You also remember All Star voting closed prior to Kevin Durant getting hurt too. Very true. So if, so if I'm Pascal Siakam or I'm Joel Embiid, more or less Joel Embiid, I need to be the starter now. Once I, I need to be the All Star replacement starter, which he will end up being. There's, he, there's no other choice. No other choice on the East unless you're gonna put um, Jalen Brown. It, unless you're gonna put Jalen Brown, but if we are going front court, back court, gotta be it. Gotta be Joel Embiid. It has to be Joel Embiid. Where is Zion listed?
1: Front court. Back? No, front court. No, but as his actual position. Power forward. Cause I'm looking
0: mm-hmm.
1: at these stats, and I don't. Unless I'm missing something. Mm-hmm. I don't see him. Unless I am absolutely missing something. I do not see him listed. Where are you looking? I am looking at points per game stats. And I don't see Zion listed anywhere.
0: Has Zion played enough games to be... He might have played enough games to be considered an all star, but not enough to be on the points per game board. Zion's
1: listed as a power forward, averaging 26, 7, and 4. Okay. He's out right now. He's played how many games? 29 games.
0: And how many games has been done so far this season? We're at like about 50. Yeah, about something? 40 something. Yeah, so Casey okay, so Tatum. Jason Tatum has
1: played 46 games. Gian, but Giannis has played 37. Wow. Yeah, so, I mean, like, again, again, if I'm, if I'm Laurie Markkinen in Utah right now.
0: Laurie Markkinen do not deserve to be a starter, but he deserved to hold, be an All-Star.
1: Hold on. Laurie Markkinen has played 46 games, okay. averaging 34 minutes for Utah, averaging 25 points.
0: Okay.
1: Eight, nine rebounds two and two assists a game, okay? Let's just be honest. He's played 46 wow. games, and he's done that in 46 games. If I'm DeMontis Sabonis right now, who has <laughs> played 45 games, okay, and I'm get, not getting picked over Zion, who's barely played that's, 30 games?
0: That's interesting because I don't see Zion name on those lists either. Yeah.
1: Exactly. That's what that's I'm gotta, saying.
0: That's weird. I gotta be a glitch or something. Because I don't like if I'm Christian
1: Wood, good. if I'm uh-huh. De Ma- especially not DeMontis Sabonis and Laurie uh-huh. Markkinen to me right now, when you talk about the West, okay. are the two best power forwards. And if you want to say, okay, let's 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 go to the let's go to the to the center position. If I'm DeAndre Ayton right now, I'm like, I'm the second best center in the West. Mm-hmm. Okay, cuz right now points per game Deandre Ayton is fifth in the league for centers. Okay. And the only other western center above him is Jokic. Now if I'm talking if I'm talking rebounds, you've got Gobert up there. You know, he's got 13 points a game, 11.6 rebounds a game. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you, you could make the case, okay, maybe not Jokic. But Aiton, double-double, second-best center in the West, not named Jokic. So if I'm DeAndre Aiton right now, if I'm Laurie marketing right now, I'm like, what the hell am I doing? I'm busting my ass and playing hard, and I can't even get selected to be an all-star starter. So I got to come off the bench – for a guy who can't get off the bench
0: I don't see Zion anywhere I'm confused
1: Zion's not listed and I think it's because of what you said I think he hasn't played enough games so mathematically his averages are skewed
0: yes because he's only played 30 games so he's
1: You know, the amount of points he scored in those games, when you divide it with the averages, the points per game average is going to be a lot higher. But if I'm Laurie Markkinen who has played 46 games for the Utah Jazz and I am averaging in, you know, in 46 games, I am am averaging 25 points a game, 8.7 rebounds a game, and yep. almost two assists a game. Like, how am I not starting in the All Star game? I don't that's understand true. that.
0: This is true. He's just excuse me. He's played in. I guess Zion has played enough to be voted in. But again, I hear what you're saying. But players want to see the players. That's gonna. I mean, people want to see the people that's gonna give them the most highlights. And I get it. All Star game. It's just like it's just like the um, the MLB All Star Game, just like the NFL Pro Bowl, you know, just like the NHL All Star Game. There may be people who definitely deserve to be in based off their caliber and their hard work, but a lot of times people get in based off name value and must see TV. I'm not looking at you. If I'm an average fan, I like Larry Marketing. Me, we like Larry Marketing. Average fans are like, who the hell is that? Who's watching Utah Jazz games? And
1: it's 50% the fans. The balloting is 50% fans, 25% media, and 25% NBA players. Right. And I think it should be who were the best. I honestly think it should be taken. I hate to say this, Mm
0: -hmm. but I think
1: it's got to be taken away from the fans. Because if we're going to be very honest, I hate to say this, and for everybody watching it, I'm going to just say it straight out. The average NBA fan is clout-chasing. The average NBA fan only knows the names. There are a lot of us that are real NBA fans that understand what's going on with different teams. You got your diehards who know about their team and everything about their team, or your NBA diehards who know a lot and can tell me who the sixth man for every team is. Even me, on a sports podcast, I can't tell you who the the first man off the bench for certain teams are. I just can't. There are people who know who's the last man off the bench for every team, right? And I, I appreciate you. But the average fan in the NBA is nothing more than a clout chaser. They only know the names.
0: Yeah, and that's the problem. That's the problem. But then if if we're going to say that, then, then we're taking the fandom out the game and then the, the game becomes – too stat driven. Too stat driven. Like, like stats are a good thing. Advanced stats are a, a good thing as well. But when it comes down to the entertainment value and who's one to watch stuff, I want to go with what who I want to see, especially as a fan because I am paying. I am paying these players. Virtually, I am paying these players to play play the game. If we're looking at it like that, which we shouldn't. We should roster
1: is how many? Fifteen. Fifteen. Take the mm-hmm. top three at every position. Take the top three mm-hmm. based on certain metrics okay. at every position.
0: Who are but the top the three?
1: Top three players at that position at this point, right? You're gonna get like, the best of. You're gonna get the best of the NBA at that point, right?
0: I like Mike Conley, right? Mike Conley has been a victim to this his whole career in terms of being an all-star, and there are years he should have been the all-star starter. I, I, Mike Conley, has been a victim to this. But if I am the casual NBA player, and I, I know we hate saying the word casual, but if I'm the, the viewer, and I'm looking at a game, and I've just seen Steph Curry and Dame Leonard shoot from half court 50 times in a game, and I see Mike Conley taking efficient shots, by my, by my. but I've just seen John ja Morant do a 360 windmill and miss it. Who do you think I want to see? I want to see the person who did the 360 windmill. I want to see the person who's shooting from half court. I don't want to see the dude going up for a San Antonio Spurs layups and efficient mid-range jumpers. I don't want to see that. And it's, it's, a, it's fucked up, but this is, this is the voting in all sports. All sports are like this. I think the NFL... It's probably the closest thing to getting it right because the players that stand out, everybody can see it's a lesser sample size each week because every week you can see all, all of the team, almost all of the teams play. So because you can see all of the teams, but a couple play each week, you're able to, to visually focus on every player in the NBA. You can't do that. If the Utah jazz isn't on, on, TNT, you're not gonna know who Lauren Marketing is, and it's sad. It's sad. It's sad. It's sad that it's like that. But it's like that. To change that now would be like would be blasphemous if we change it now like that.
1: I don't know. It's tough. It's tough for me because right now I think if you take the top three point guards, you know, mm-hmm. scoring point guards mm-hmm. in from each each conference you got Lucas, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Damian Lillard versus Trey Young, Kyrie Irving, and Jalen Brunson. That's a pretty good point guard matchup. Your shooting guard matchup is Donovan Mitchell, Jalen Brown, and Zach Levine versus Anthony Edwards, Jalen Green, and Arfany Simon.
0: Anthony Anthony Simon. No, I don't want to see that. (laughs) I don't want to see that.
1: Your small forward battle is Tatum. Mm -hmm. DeRozan and Mm -hmm. Kyle Kuzma versus LeBron, Keldon Johnson, and Jeremy Grant. And I'm just going off points. That's the thing. I'm going just off points per game.
0: I I don't want to see that either.
1: (laughs) You got Giannis, Kevin uh, Durant, and Pascal Siakam versus Laurie Markin and DeMontis Sabonis and Christian Wood.
0: I wouldn't see that either.
1: And then you got Embiid. (laughs) And Bead Adaboio and the oh. most hated name to every New Yorker in the world, Chris Stapps, Porzingis. Oh God! Versus Jokic, Aiton, and um, probably Valanciunas or uh, or or Zion if you wanted to go Zion.
0: Right,
1: right. But again, I'm just going based off points per game.
0: But I'm just going off if,
1: based off points per game. Like that. That's it. I mean, I'm, I'm sure we could get into some other metrics.
0: Right. But if we were getting to all of the other stuff, this all-star game would look kind of wacky. I get it. I, I understand it. It should be given to the best players who've been playing their ass. But that goes to, you know, the end-of-the-year awards, which I know players are really concerned about. That all-star check is going to come, whether you're a starter or whether you're making a little bit more money for your starter. But that all-star check is going to come. I have no doubt that Ty- Tyrese Halliburton is going to be an all-star. He has to be. He has to be. I, I don't want to see nobody else in the backcourt except Tyrese Halliburton and and, and Jalen Brown. Those the right. first two backcourt names that should be spoken of in in, in the All Star game. After that, y'all do what the hell y'all want. And John Brunson,
1: I think Brunson's gonna yeah. end up there as well. Shake Gilmore, Alexander. Alexander.
0: Um, Brunson might make it. Um, Alexander's Geist- gotta make it. Yeah, Ja and Shay gotta make it. They they both and I
1: think it. Simons deserves to make it too. Simons has been yeah. good.
0: Simons should make it. Um I think um Dame Dame needs to make it too. If Dame's out an yeah. all-star, that's crazy too. Um CJ McCullough has a has a um Laurie you know, Marking and better make it. Laurie Markin should make it too. So Laurie Markin better make it too. <laughs>
1: And honestly, I know a lot of people are going to hate to say this. Chris Daps Porzingis is playing like an all-star this year.
0: All right. Enough. <laughs> enough. I'm just saying. He is. Enough. He is. He is. I All hate right. to say it. All right. The MVP finalists have been chosen. Pete, do you have that list of people?
1: The NFL but, MVP finalists. I do. Uh, So, the NFL MVP finalists right now, the three top finalists are, well, names that we've spoken about all season. And they are Josh Allen. There you go. Well, the top five Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, and Justin Jefferson. AP most valuable player. Mm. And Out in my gold. opinion,
0: mm-hmm. it,
1: I think Allen is the weakest of that link right now. Right because, now, yes. Because of how he faltered in the playoffs is going to be the recent memory. Um, mm-hmm. And I think he didn't have the greatest year when you really look at it.
0: Yeah.
1: Now, mind he you, did. this is not to be confused with the AP offensive player of the year. In which Jalen Hurts, Justin Jefferson, and Patrick Mahomes are also up for the Offensive Player of the Year award, along with Tyreek Hill. Right. You know, so it's interesting. I I don't know. I I kind of I kind of want to ride with um, Justin Jefferson on this one.
0: I you know I know it's the wide receiver win it. It'd be nice. I know
1: it's not the sexy pick. (laughs) I know the sexy pick is Mahomes. The sexy pick is probably even Jalen Hurts.
0: Mm-hmm. But I
1: listen, I'm a, I'm a ride for Justin Jefferson.
0: Jeff Justin Jefferson held it down for the Vikings. Um, even though we were kind of we were kind of shaky on the Vikings and, and we saw why. Um but Justin Jefferson was the best wide receiver in football, bar none yes, this year. There there was nobody, wide. nobody even close to it.
1: Not, now, even, not even, Devante.
0: not even De- Devontae. Not even Devontae Adams.
1: And Cooper Cup was out all year.
0: Yeah, Devontae Adams could barely get the ball to him without without um, Derek Carr Carr getting an interception. So,
1: right.
0: Um, but if we're looking at this quarterback part of it, Josh Allen, we're going to X out. So now, if we're looking at Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, and Jalen Hurts. Um Jalen Hurts. I
1: think he I think the edge to, has to go to Hurts because of that record.
0: The record it will it, it will go to Jalen Hurts because of the record. Absolutely. But Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes, honestly, and I'm gonna speak more Joe Burrow than Patrick Mahomes right now. Joe Burrow brought his team from out of the cemetery to be what they are right now. Because remember at the beginning of the season, we were looking at Joe Burrow and the Bengals. We were like, oh, maybe they weren't as what we said they were, what we thought they were. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, boom, Joe Shiesty goes crazy for most of the season. And then Patrick Mahomes, the silent killer the whole entire year. Been real hush-hush about how he's been playing. You also haven't
1: heard a lot about from the Chiefs. And I think right. that's been intentional because mm-hmm. you heard a lot of noise about the Chiefs, but it was a lot of outside noise. You heard about Mahomes's, you know, brother and Mahomes's right. uh, uh, fiance, and you mm-hmm. heard about Andy Reid's son and and the BS right. that was going on there. And you mm-hmm. were hearing a lot more of the behind the scenes BS. And then, okay, they were always in the public eye. This year, they just focus on football. Yeah. Now, if I'm, if I'm looking at the stats, um, you know, Patrick Mahomes led the league with 5,250 yards. Uh-huh. Burrow was, in fact, fifth, 4,475 yards. Allen actually seventh at 4,283 yards. Jalen Hurts, 10th in the league. Uh, also played 15 games. Burrow played 16. Allen played 16. Mahomes played 17. Um, so Hertz did miss a couple of games. Um, Hertz threw 3,701 yards in terms of completion percentage. Burrow was actually second in the league, 68.3 mm-hmm. percent. Mahomes, seventh at 67.1 percent. Hertz is 11th at about 66 and a half. And then you got to drop a bit to get to Josh Allen. 23rd in the league, 63.3%. Mm-hmm. In terms of touchdowns, Mahomes threw 41 touchdowns. Burrow 35, Allen 35. Mm-hmm. Um, Now you got to drop a little bit. Jalen Hurts only threw 22 touchdowns. Interceptions, um, Allen near the bottom of the league, 14 interceptions. Uh, Mahomes also threw 12 interceptions. Burrow threw 12 interceptions. Of all of them, uh, I believe it was, in fact, Jalen Hurts who threw the least with only six interceptions. Um, obviously, QBR rating Patrick Mahomes number one, Allen two. Hurts is fourth. Um, Burrow is tenth. Um, so, th- there is that. Now, if we're looking at rushing, you know, uh, you know well,
0: it's a different yeah, that's a whole different thing. Jalen Hurts is out here Michael Vicking most of the year. So Right. But all signs. Thirteen definitely. touchdowns.
1: Thirteen touchdowns rushing for for Jalen Hurts, twenty two throwing. So a total of uh thirty uh thirty five touchdowns, which would put him if we're looking at touchdowns, would put him tied with Burrow and Allen. Um who had thirty-five throwing touchdowns. I know uh Allen had a couple of uh, rushing a couple touchdowns of as well. Um can I don't know off the top of my head. I think uh, Josh Allen had seven rushing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Burrow had five.
0: But if again, we're doing that all times lead to Patrick Mahomes getting this MVP, and it's a well-deserved award, especially how he's been playing, and especially because they've been doing it so quietly. um, It's been the most quieted 5,000-yard, 5,200-yard season ever. Mm
1: -hmm. I have have an issue with that, though. Okay. Um, Who does Patrick Mahomes have to throw to?
0: Outside of Kelsey.
1: Who does he have on that team?
0: Juju Smith-Schuster. And I forgot he had another, I forget the other wide receiver. Okay. Um, But him, Travis Kelsey. So you've got Juju Smith-Schuster,
1: Marquez Valdez-Scantling, yes. Darius Toney,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Travis Kelsey. Uh-huh. You had a really good running back in Clyde Edwards-Hilaire before he went on IR, then you replaced him with Isaiah Pacheco, who you drafted and it was playing out of his mind. One could argue Mahomes is plug and play in that offense. You could argue that. Could you put another quarterback in that position and they be able to have a really good year. I think you could 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 you put Josh Allen on that Kansas City team and he have an MVP caliber year? Could you put Joe Burrow on that team? And listen, you could make the same case about Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's got T. Higgins. Joe Burrow's got Jamar Chase. He's got a couple good uh, another good receiver. He's got a running back. He's surrounded with talent. Okay, of everyone, Jalen Hurts doesn't really have as much and yet was responsible for 35 touchdowns this year, both passing and rushing. The reason why my vote goes to Justin Jefferson is because he was as good as he was and he is dependent on somebody else. Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Hurts, they make the decisions. I think if you took Burrow, yes, if you took Burrow, off the Bengals, if you took Mahomes off the Chiefs, would they be a worse team? Yes. But if you gave me an average NFL quarterback, average, I'm not talking Flacco.
0: So we're talking because he had Kirk Cousins, he, we're going to give Justin Jefferson the MVP.
1: If you put Kirk Cousins on the Kansas City Chiefs, you're telling me Kirk Cousins couldn't put up MVP-type numbers?
0: Kirk Cousins is Kirk Cousins. He's Same not going to put mvp He's not going to put up MVP type numbers, but he's going to, he's going to have a winning record.
1: Okay, I think he'd put up MVP type I when mean, you got Travis Kelsey, who's probably one of the most unguardable tight ends in uh, the league right now. Yeah, the dude from Remember the Titans, he playing with Sunshine?
0: No, from the Titans.
1: I know. He got- one. Oh my gosh! <laughs> you know, he playing with the Reds. Mm-hmm. You know, but no, I think you know, when you look at when you look at what I mean Jalen Hurts has what Miles Sanders and AJ Brown and Devonta Smith. Okay. Does that really does the and, and Dallas Goddard does that line up with what Mahomes has to throw
0: to or Burrow oh, has to throw to? Oh, but that's that's not that's not how we vote there. You know this. If we're going to go by. The most valuable player. but Not the most outstanding player. Not like college.
1: Because, yes, if it was the most outstanding player, Patrick Mahomes by a million yards.
0: Okay.
1: But we're talking about the most valuable player to their team. And here's the difference. If you took Patrick Mahomes off the Chiefs and put an average level starting quarterback on that team, that team could still make the playoffs. That team would still be good. If you took Jalen Hurts off the Eagles and put an average starting quarterback on that team, they would make the playoffs. They'd still be good. Same could be said for Joe Burrow's team in Cincinnati. Same could probably say be said for Buffalo, though I think Allen gets a little bit – that team is built a little bit more around Allen. Okay. And so that might be a tougher. Are you going to tell me you would take an average wide receiver? And put him in Justin Jefferson's position, and you would get that kind of production, and you would get that kind of a record from that team. I highly doubt it. I think no. Justin Jefferson gets my vote because when I think most valuable player, I think about who is the least able to be replaced in terms of an average player. And that, to me, of this field is Justin Jefferson. You could replace those quarterbacks with average-level starting quarterbacks, average level, and still have a good team.
0: Okay. So we're going to leave it at that. Um, Shout-out to the Job Attempts Network. Shout-out to all the shows. Um, Again, shout-out to Sir Wilkins, his phenomenal performance. Um, On last weekend's um, Battle Club show, Welcome to New York. That's
1: enough. That's enough.
0: That's an, that's a for Wilkins. That's a down for Mr. Simon Miller, but um, shout shouts to the whole team here at the Euro Sports Show. If you are listening to this, the property will drop Saturday, so if you're listening to this now on a Saturday, uh, come out to Legends Bar, Royal Rumble Viewing Party. Make sure you're there. Two things before we go. Okay. One.
1: Garrett Wilson for AP Offensive Rookie of the Year and Sauce Gardner for Defensive Rookie of the Year. The Jets uh-huh. might have the Offensive and Defensive Rookies of the Year this year, in my opinion. Uh-huh. Um, and also, before we go, I'm going to do this on air. Okay. I know Queen can't be here, mm-hmm. but I'm taking San Francisco and Cincinnati.
0: I'm doing the same thing. San Francisco and Cincinnati are my Super Bowl picks. Um, I picked this. If you if anybody goes on YouTube and sees it, I picked San Francisco and Cincinnati. People did, said I didn't know what I was talking about. I'm glad I'm getting back up for my, for my squad, San Francisco and Cincinnati, uh, for the Super Bowl. And we're we going to see. We're definitely going to see how this turns out. I'm intrigued to see this game, and I'm intrigued to see the Super Bowl coming up. So, for the voice of generation, Pete Rosado, for the Queen, Queen Tay, for BK Matt, it is your boy, Big Baby, signing off. Peace.